I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub, and all of our advertising revenues will be donated to support this fantastic initiative. It's now based at the Lions Centre on Bolina Road, and it's run by our own Kelly Webster. This is a friendly food bank supporting families in the Bermondsey and SE16 area. If you can help support Lions Food Hub in any way, please visit at Lions Food Hub on Twitter or get in touch with us at Achtung Millwall. The Lions Food Hub. Come on, you Lions. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Except no substitute. Well, dear listeners, it's been a long time since I've been to Parkview Road in Welling, but here I am. Welcome to Achtung Grassroots. My name is Nick Hart, and you join me at the aforesaid Parkview Road Stadium for the visit of the, to Welling United of Concord Rangers. This is a National League South fixture, played on the 30th of August. Bank Holiday Monday, of course, today, dear listeners. But thank you for joining this um, little series that we're doing where we try to explore our local non-league clubs and the kind of lesser-known lights of um, South East London football, East London football. I'm standing at a rather ramshackle bit of terracing overlooking the cricket ground at the back of Welling United's ground. Backs onto Danson Park, of course. Anyone that knows the area knows um, that park very, very well. The stadium, I haven't been here for years. I'm trying to think the last time I came here. It would be... Early 1990s, used to live in the area, used to live just around the corner in Bexley Heath, off of Ayler's Road. And sometimes I'd wander around to watch Welling United back in those far-flung days. I haven't been over here for years, I've only come here to exit his bank holiday. And to keep in spirit with doing, doing this little series, I thought I'd come and check out the visit of Concord Rangers, based of course on the um, Canvey Island Concord. Today's fixture finds Welling, the home side, rock bottom with the National League South. That's one level below the National League, the one that you'll see on television on BT Sport. Welling have had a poor start to the season, it's got to be said. Three games, three games and three losses, uh, including a shellacking at the weekend. A 5-0 thumping at St Albans City. So Welling will be looking for something um, extra today. Concord, by contrast, sit third in the table. Two home wins, one away draw. So they would, I imagine, be expected to be a triumphant here today. The wings are managed by ex-Millwall, ex-Palace, ex-Swansea, ex-Gillingham, ex-Bournemouth player. 
ex-Gillingham co-caretaker, ex-Bromley assistant manager, ex-manager of, of Gillingham and now since 2021 ex-manager of Welling United, Steve Lovell. Do you remember him from the, from the 80s, Stevie Lovell? Well, he is managing here at, at Welling. So we're going to be, going to be an interesting game. Not sure what level we're going to expect out of it, but um, it's nice to be out on a bank holiday Monday, dear listeners. Concord at the weekend beat Hampton and Richmond by two goals to one. Masterclass by their goalkeeper, Miles. Miles, Miles Roberts in goal. There come the two teams. Concord in blue and yellow. And the wings in red, red and white. So we're going to um, come back at half time for this. But meanwhile, I'm going to take you through an interview that Michael kindly did with the Fisher manager. AJ Ashanike, a Fisher manager. So we're going to go over to the interview now and we'll come back to this National League South matchup at half time. Until then, bye for now. Achtung, Mühlwall. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dear listeners of Acton Millwall. This is yet another edition of Acton Grassroots, and I am absolutely delighted and privileged to say that I have. With me now, the first team manager of local side, uh, Fisher FC, AJ Ashaniki. How are we, AJ? We good? I'm OK, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Thank you again for the, for the time coming on. I know it's been a bit of a hectic weekend with, with the games that you've uh, you've had, and I can see you're sort of, uh, you're still driving around. So, uh, no, I do really, uh, legally, listeners, before we uh, we have any complaints, <laughs> legally, we're all fine. We're all fine, but no, thank you for taking the time. Um, so, for the listeners who aren't too sure of Fisher FC or, or the background behind it, obviously there's always been a little bit of a connection with Millwall Football Club and Fisher Athletic, uh, the old Fisher. They went through their sort of tough time um, a few years back when they was in the Conference South playing down in Dulwich Hamlet. But in the last few seasons, they've rebranded as Fisher FC and now we are seeing them back at St Paul's in Rotherhive, which is their spiritual home. But I just want to touch with you, AJ, just, just with you as a person. How, how did you get into how did you get into playing and coaching like Fisher sort of level? What what was your journey so far? Um, obviously, I started off um, as a player at Timeless FC. And when I was 24, I gave it up and I took over the youth team system. Um, I think I'd done a youth team for about two years. Um, at that time, I think I had the best team in the Essex Senior um, at that time. Um, obviously, I got promoted to first team manager. My first season in Essex Senior, we came third in the league. After three years of that, I left, um, joined Fenny at Ilford as a player again because I missed the game a lot. So I wanted to come out to play. And, um, yeah, so that's how it started, really. And still going on to, as long as, as I know, we've, we've done really well so far, really. Yeah, yeah. Fisher, some of the results have been great. I'm, I've got, I'll had a look at your, your history with Fisher and, and I'm going to take a little bit of a quote that we got from the website, your appointment. So in October 2019, it said you accepted the position as the club's new manager. You were previously player manager at Tower Hamlets, as you say. And AJ joined the fish in the summer as number two to Alan Fenn. The quote we've got here is, I'm delighted to be appointed as fisher manager and can't wait to get started. They didn't come tougher uh, than an away trip to the top of the table, but the boys have been working hard in training and been well prepared for Sunday. How did that all sort of come about? You know, obviously you were brought into the club as a number two. When did you, when did you think, you know, this is the sort of thing I want to do. I want to be the manager, as it says there, you was number two to Alan Fenn. How did it all come about? Um, obviously, Fenn has been my manager before and he left the game and joined Brentree in the conference. 
And after he went over to the conference, obviously, then he got the fishing job. So he gave me a call. Um, at that time, I was at Timeless doing really well. And obviously, I've got a good network of players as well. But where Finn was at again for so long, um, the network of players at step five to step four was not his strength anymore. So obviously, it would make sense for him to bring me in. And yeah. we beat a real team. We was doing really well in pre-season. Um, for personal reason, Alan Finn left. And when he left, majority of the boys wanted me to stay. And obviously, the board wanted me to stay. Um, I had a good chat with Finn the night before. And, yeah, he gave me his blessing to, obviously, take over. And, yeah, I accepted to take over. And since then, I've been a fisher. Yeah, and it, and it's gone really uh, really from strength to strength, hasn't it? So, just just to touch on um, this season at the moment, obviously, we've had a couple of sort of COVID pandemic hit seasons, which has been a bit of a bit of an issue for us. Every, everyone, really, isn't it? Even the pro game was obviously behind closed doors. But, so... Looking at this season at the moment, you're currently in 10th and you've got five points from your opening five games. Um, we'll touch on some of your results with like Glebe and Sheffield shortly because where they're near the top of the table. But how do you think the actual start has been for you? Um, it's been a good start so far. Um, it's been a tough month where we've got a really good squad. I've got a really bunch of good boys in there. and But obviously playing against people like Glebe and Sheffield in the first couple of games is going to be really hard. Um, we've been in the game, we've done really well, um, the boys compete at a good level and yeah, I'm really proud of them so far this season and of, hopefully it can carry on. Yeah, it's, it's a tough league. I mean, we said before we did the recording that I went to um, Irritan and Irith and Belvedere and we've got some decent sides at this level as well, along with the Glebes and, and Sheffield as well. We'll talk on those. So with, with those two games, as we said, the Glebe was a really narrow 3-2 loss and Sheffield um, was also 1-0. Um, even though, yes, you, you did lose those games, considering how where, how high they are from the table and where they are, you can't be too disappointed because like over the last few seasons, Sheppey have always been there or thereabouts and Glebe look like they they look like the real deal this season in the league, don't they? So you can't really be too disappointed with, with the lads, as you say. Um, obviously, because I know what the boys can do. Um, some games I'm disappointed in some of the goals that we conceded in games. Um, a bit of more experience would have helped us over the line where we was two new up against um, Glebe with 10 men from 16 minutes in a game. Um, yeah, a bit more experience with the one loss that game. But overall, I'm really pleased of the start of the season. Um, yeah, I'm just really pleased with how we started. But obviously, it's how we carry on. And when we play the lesser team, hopefully the boys can put out the same performance they do in the big games. Yeah, exactly. And, and with the sort of non-league... Uh divisions and fixtures they do come pretty thick and fast don't they you know when a lot of the teams have like the international breaks you guys are still playing and you're in a lot of competitions um so just just to go on a, a bit more about some of these games so aside from the one game um you've always been on the score sheet you know you, you've always had someone who scored and I think recently you had a one all draw didn't you so is right. it the strikers and, and the attackers you're, re you're really happy with and and what are your strengths and maybe areas where would you think you'd like to improve um I'm really happy with the squad that we've got. Um, obviously, at the start of the season, we lost six players. So we lost, especially Jamie Yao to Craig Wondrous. Mm. Um, he's a big miss for us. But obviously, now we've signed Courtney um, from Lewisham, which is another massive signing for us. Um, I'm really pleased with the squad. And it looks like we're going to score goals with Lynn Wins playing for us as well, which is bound to be on a goal sheet, um, score sheet every single week as well, Lee. So we're in a good place. My target is to be in the top 10 this season and anything else is a bonus for us so there's no pressure on the boys they know they can do it so 
it's just take it game by game and see how they go. Yeah, exactly. And and some of those names you mentioned there, so looking at your results, you know, I've got here that Lee Wims, Malachi Coker, Courtney Swabi, they've they've got seven goals between them already in like the opening five games, which for an attacking sort of unit, that's a very good return. Um, with all due respect for a team at the moment who's currently mid-table, obviously, if you can get seven goals from your first five games from your attacking players, there's there's an awful lot of potential there. So how, how much potential do you think is in this attacking line? You said about top 10, but on their day, do you do you think optimistically roasting the glasses, you know, maybe you could be looking at top eight? Um, without putting pressure the boys, on them. Without putting pressure on them. Yeah, the boys got their own target. So before we started the season, they they've they've... They've put a target on what they want to do this season, which is good um, to see what what they want to achieve. And what they want to achieve is being a top five. Um, but me as a manager, I want to be more realistic and just say, can we beat what we did last season? Mm-hmm. And if, if we can beat what we did last season by points and by position, then we've had a good season. But anything else above that is a good season for us. It's a great season for us, anything above what we did last season. But yeah, I don't like putting pressure on the boys. They're young squad. Um, obviously, Lee's come in and Lee's really lead. He's leading the line really well. He's an experienced player. He's been in the pro league as well. Yeah. So he's more experienced than everyone else in the league and the team. So he's really carrying the team, to be honest. Well, Diz, I, I appreciate you know you've you've got a you've got quite a busy evening ahead and a busy day tomorrow. So I've got a couple more questions before we go. So you've had you've had two sort of big games this weekend. One one already was, was against Calbra, and you've got um, Tower Hamlets on Bank Holiday Monday you, tomorrow, which is like your old team. Um, yeah. they might be near the foot of the table as you say but you know you, you can't take some of these teams for granted because someone will give you a bloody nose so how, how are you preparing for, for the Tower Hamlets game? Um, obviously that's a that's a big game for all of us um, my coaching staff was at Hamlets some of my players have been at Hamlets with me when I was there um, this game is very personal to us and the same way we want to win Hamlets are going to come in to want to win so this is like a cup final so you never know who's going to win unless if you put the shift, whoever wants it more on the day, we'll definitely get the three points. But yeah, we're going at it and I I believe my team will be strong enough to get the three points tomorrow. No, lovely stuff. And so so how how has the support been this season? I mean, we're primarily a Millwall uh, podcast who focus in, even though we focus on Millwall, we, we focus on the non-league as well. Um, and as we touched on at the start, Millwall have always had a bit of a connection with Fish Reflect. So how has the support been down at St Paul's? And, and from some of the Millwall fans who've been down there, what's it been like? How's the atmosphere been? Um, it's been good. It's been good. Um, we was when we was at Hamlet, there was no fan base for us at all, um, and now having a fan base is really, really good for all of us. Um, the boys are really taking on to it, and every game, I think we get like over hundred every single game, which is really good for us. Mm, yeah, no, they're, they're good numbers for those for those non-league levels and. And just finally, um, before we let you go, AJ, so what, what message do you have for, for the people listening to this pod? Because we've got good numbers for the year of town and year of Belvedere show. And um, I presume we'll get more because obviously there's a bit more of a connection with Fisher here. So if, if you could reach out to Millwall fans, that's like the non-league day or an international break or a game, you know, Millwall might be away, I don't know, up at Sheffield United and people might want to come watch football. What, why should they come down to Fisher to watch, watch you guys? Um, at Fisher, obviously the squad's really young. Um, there's always potential to get to get to see the players before they even move on to the pro league. Um, we play attractive football at home. Um, we play on 3G. Hopefully the bars open very soon. And yeah, it's just really good. And um, we play the fo- we play football the right way. 
So obviously, if Millwall's away, we would love um, Millwall fans to come and see and what to see what job we do at Fisher as well. No, exactly, and also as well, just a little plug for the supporters club. Remember, if you're a member of supporters club, you you actually get a bit of a discounted rate at Fisher, and I know that I know that we've got a good little link up there. So um, I won't take any much of your time, AJ. I'd like to thank you for coming onto the show. Um, thank you so much. And and wish Fisher all the best of luck. I'd like to, you know, you get back to your evening, enjoy your bank holiday up until your thank game you. tomorrow with our Hamlets. Wish you all the very best. And um, thank you. Yeah, so uh, on behalf of Acton Millwall and Acton Grassroots, uh, Arriva Dirty Millwall. Thank you so much. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Mühlwall. Oh, ten minutes in, we have a goal in this. is a really nice finish inside a box by number 18, who I see is Shane Crabbendam. Nicely uh, controlled finish inside the box. So there we are, ten minutes, entertainment. I've come found myself a little seat in the... Uh, quite a nice stand, it's a new stand. wasn't here when I used to come. This was all terracing, but they seem to have built a new stand. I mean, it's been about a long while since I was down here, listeners. They've got a nice little pitch on the halfway line just above the protective tunnel, thoughtfully provided. 12 minutes, 13 minutes with a penalty. Long distance shot. Battered against the, uh, the Concord Blue shirts, fell to one of the wedding forwards. I think it was the 23, who is Allen. He gets clipped. Referee awards a penalty immediately. No red card. We'll just follow this through. 1-0 at the moment. This is for the second. Number nine to take. Akinyemi. Akinyemi. Versus Miles Roberts in the in the uh, Concord Rangers goal. Let's see how this goes. It's at the uh, the park end, dancing park end. Here we go. Nine shapes up to take. Saved. Saved. Down low left. Nice save by Roberts. On for a corner. Drama. 
catch myself speaking in hushed tones. There's not many people around, and you've marked yourself out as a nutcase when you do this kind of work, dear listeners. In comes the second corner in succession. It's deeper. Man goes down. No penalty. And it will run away. 15 minutes. 1-0 still to, to Welling United. 18 minutes. More nice skill from the 18. Crab and Dan score of the goal. Produces a free kick. Probably about 25 yards. Slightly left of the D. Crab and Dan to take. Already I know his name. He's been one of the standout players of the game so far. It's coming towards 19 minutes. Floats it in. Hmm. Not a bad flight corner, it's just over the head of everyone. It's going to be a cold kick went to the disagreement of the, uh, the Welling Massive at the Danson Park end. There it is, half time, and it's Welling leading by that six minute goal by Crabbendam. Um, Welling will be the happy of the two sides at, at the break. Steve Love will probably be unhappy with the missed penalty shortly afterwards. Um, otherwise, it's been largely. Um, even Stevens, I think the, the best player on either side, 18, the, the Crabbendam, has been certainly a standout on the on the Welling side of things. Uh, and in goal for Concord, Miles Roberts has also made more than one or two crisp saves from the, the red-shirted waves coming at him. So there we are, at half-time it is Welling United 1. Concord, now it's been quite an enjoyable end-to-end -end game. It's, it's, um, it's quite strange to sit in as a, as a neutral. Um, you can actually enjoy the game. Um, I'm not sure what I'm saying. But certainly it's, um, it's grey, cool, English bank holiday. I've got my jacket on. And um, it's, it's, it's a nice afternoon out, dear listeners. I'm enjoying myself. So there we are. Achtung, Mühlwall. So half time, have a little wander around the ground. It's, uh, the sum of the terracing is looking a bit ramshackle, I've got to be honest with you, dear listeners. Not that that's a huge concern, but there are signs warning you about the uneven surface knocking around. The side stand, modern stand, it's quite nice. Looks like it's been there for up to 20 years or so, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years, something like that. It certainly wasn't here when I last came here, so that might date that visit. Otherwise, it's much the same as I remembered it. It's still the same kind of um, slopey pitch. Parkview Road with the buses going past. Upper deck can get a quick free view of the, of the game. I am old enough, can you believe this? I'm old enough to remember going past on one of my Red Bus Rover ticket trips out back in my youth. I'm talking about 1970 or so. And I remember one time we, we caught a bus all the way over to Welling for some for no good purpose. But I do remember going past this football ground because we were on the upper deck of, was it an 89 bus? I don't know. But we went past, I remember a game going in, 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 in play. It wasn't Welling United, that was Bexley United. Looking at the Wikipedia page, there's been football played here for a very long time. The previous club that owned the ground was called Bexley United, which folded. Um, and I briefly <laughs> caught a glimpse of um, Bexley United versus a and I don't know who they were playing that day. But the, uh, interestingly, it's, um, it's not actually known for how long that football's been played here. It's, it's kind of lost in the midst of time for how long it's been a football pitch here. But certainly the, uh, the main stand, the old stand, as I would call it, on the far side of the pitch as I'm looking, that's been there since the 1950s. It was a club formed, Welling United club formed, um, in the Eltham Leagues, District Leagues, Junior Leagues, and has come through many a lower level, Kent League, 
um, by the Hobbins family, Sid Hobbins, and I do remember Graham Hobbins being the manager here. This was going back to the 80s and 90s when I last came over here, dear listeners. Um, for non-league, it's, it's an interesting scene. I mean, I, I don't know if I could go regularly to non-league games, but it's always interesting when you do. It's like a, a, a parallel world. Um, quite nice. I mean, obviously fans move around end-to-end at half-time. We've got beers. There is a an authenticity to it that you don't get in the in the pre, uh, the professional game. A bit of a trip down uh, Nostalgia Lane for me here to come on back over to Bexley Heath after all these years, but it's enjoyable. And I'm really pleased to be able to bring a little bit of coverage to our local sides. I'm certainly going to be going more often than I would have done traditionally to non-league this season anyway. <clears throat> Covering Fisher, Eriff Town and Eriff and Belvedere who are interested in ground share here with, with Welling United. I get a sense they have their own side of the ground and the side that I'm sitting on I think is the Eriff and Belvedere side. One other thing to note. I bought a, bought a ticket online, it was actually quite easy, it's got the beating of Millwall listeners. Um, I went online on the, the Welling United website before I came over, I set off just about uh, 2 o'clock to come over here, um, and you can buy your ticket online, they give you a barcode which they, you can put on your phone so I know it's a paperless transaction. And there's obviously you can still pay cash at the turnstile, traditional style, but it's just really interesting that the buying of the ticket was dead, dead easy. And they stick it on your phone in your wallet, the phone wallet, I mean, and barcode and I walked in, passed a bit of a queue for the cash. So um, hats off to Welling United on that front. Second half, just about to kick off. The, um, as, as all listeners to Achtung Mill know, I have a fixation with bird shit. And the new stand, when you look closely at some of the seats, is a wash with guar, dear listeners. I need a spray down. I sound like I'm such almost like Niles Crane out of Fraser, don't I? Like I'm so finicky. I'm not really. But you've got to be careful with bird shit. This is the way it is, dear listeners. Second half, Welling will be kicking towards the um, Parkview Road end, the bus end, the buses end. Concord attacking the Dance and Park end. They need to raise their game in the second half. They were um, plenty of possession going forwards, but nothing really clinical in front of the Welling goal. Anyway, back later on, dear listeners. All halfway through the second half, dear listeners, 67 minutes. It's been pretty much incessant, incessant Concord Rangers pressure. Um, series of great chances that have gone, gone missing. Penalty shout, I thought was a bang on penalty. They've hit the crossbar. Miss good chances. Um, Welling very much pinned back in this second half. They've barely got out their own half since kickoff. They're on the break here though. Stay with it. This is the 23. He's looked like a sharp player, certainly in the first half, less than the second. He's going down the left side. He's run straight into traffic. That's the end of that. Um, it's been an entertaining game. The second half, Concord have gone much more direct than they were. They were trying to play their way out the back. They've gone long ball and they're paying off dividends. How long Welling can cling on to this, I don't know. We'll be back later on with the full-time SP, or if there's any incidents. There's the equaliser, dear listeners. Concord have been knock, knock, knocking on the door all afternoon, especially in the second half. It's a nice, really nice run down the, the left side by the 20, uh, cross into the box and flicked off a welling boot into the top right-hand corner for one each. 71st minute, as the man says. More than deserved, in all honesty. They've um, had about three or four good chances gone begging up until that that, um, that goal, which was actually 
the touch of fortune about it, but there we are, it's gone in the net. One, Welling one, Concord Rangers one. Ah, drama, drama, long range shot from Welling United's number 10. I will tell you who that is in a moment, dear listeners. 89th minute of the game. From distance into the bottom right hand corner of the Concord goal, it makes it 2-1 for Welling and a very welcome win, almost certainly now. Let's have a look and see who that chap was. Number 10, Saunders Henry, Saunders Henry, substitute. Terrific strike, long range dipping shot along the ground into the bottom right hand ground corner for 2-1. All this excitement, I haven't got a clue how long there is to go. We're into added time, I don't know how much of that, that wasn't widely announced. But it was a, that, it's been a good open game, listen, it's a really enjoyable um, ball through to the goalkeeper to, to, to finish us. Um, yeah, open game, physical, Concord much more physical in the second half, they will rue a succession of really strong chances that came their way. Welling, I thought we were going to regret that missed penalty in the first half. Um, but as it is, Saunders Henry's late, late strike appears to have given the points and that's um, balled into the mix there. Two minutes of added time gone now. Ref, uh, the, the goalkeeper, Miles Roberts, and the 23, his name is Alan, get involved in a little bit of a mix there. Just waiting for the final whistle any minute now. There it is, the final whistle after four minutes added time. It finishes Welling 2, Concord Rangers 1. Um, Welling's three welcome points, much against the run of the second half in truth. I thought Concord would have expected to have got um, at least the point, if not if not all three out of that, especially that second half performance. As it is a terrific win for Welling, which should lift them off the bottom of the, of the uh, National League South table in front of 423 fans here at Parkview Road. Um, overall, a cracking game, real um, physical, good, open football. I'd recommend it to anyone in the Welling area. Um, it's great to have come back after all these years. We're talking about 20, 25 years since I was last here. Really enjoyable afternoon. There we are. We'll be back after these messages. If you're enjoying Afton Mill podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Afton Mill is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arrivederci Millwall. So there we are, dear listeners. I'm back in my um, my car, what Neil, Neil Bradley calls his mobile recording studio. This is my re mobile recording studio. Very enjoyable afternoon there at Parkview Road. A, a win, as we've said already, for, for Welling, 2-1. That should be enough to lift them off the bottom of the National League South. Looking at the table as we came into today's game, they were rock bottom, um, depending on other results, of course, but they were with a zero coming into the day. Billerick and Hemel Hempstead above them, just also on zero. So hopefully that lifts them away from that bottom single relegation spot, looks like, this season in the National League South. Um, that result, that late, late goal by Saunders Henry, I'm just, I've just said hello to Dan from Lions TV. Big shout out to Dan. Um, tells me that Saunders Henry was an ex-Millwall player. Um, the name sounded familiar to me, but I, I couldn't place him. But it turns out that is Saunders Henry of ex-Millwall, that long-range winner for Welling United. A nice strike it was, too, into the bottom corner. Um, that would then um, Concord Rangers. They were, came into today's game in third place. Below them were Ebbsfleet, Havant, Bath City and Braintree. So, um, depending on other results... 
they would probably take a tumble down the table slightly. Um, overall, good day, good afternoon out, enjoyable. Um, we're doing these shows really as a, um, a promotion, really, to get people to go and support their local football clubs. So far, Michael's been to, um, obviously, the Erif and Belvedere and Erif Town game the other day. Um, we're going to be focusing on on um, all of our local South East, London, Kent, and in my case, some Essex sides as well, um, as the season proceeds. Um, mostly it's going to be midweek games that I get to, because for the most part, Saturdays are going to be taken up with Millwall. But um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this this little look at Welling United. Um, looking ahead to the to the forthcoming international break, of course. Um, no Millwall fixture on, on Saturday. But you can support some of the sides that we've been looking at. Um, Fisher are going to be playing Tunbridge Wells on, on Saturday, the 4th of September. Um, that's at uh, Salter Road, Rotherhive. Punjab United, great name. I'm going to get down to Punjab United at some stage. Uh, playing Erif Town, um, who we, the MSC have links with, and you can get reduced um, entrance to Erif Town. That game is at Punjab, and I think they're playing Gravesend. I will stick the, the link on for that game later on the show notes. And also on Saturday, Lords Wood. Lords Wood are playing Erif and Belvedere. I'll stick a link for that one. I, can't, I don't know where Lords Wood is. Um, is that in Kent somewhere? And finally, Welling United are back at Parkview Road playing Slough Town on Saturday, the 4th of September. So, Fisher v Tunbridge Wells, Punjab United versus Erif Town, Lordswood versus Erif and Belvedere, and Welling United versus Slough Town. Um, hopefully, we'll, you can get yourself along to one of those games. It's be great if we can get some support for each of our local sides. So, there we are, dear listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Achtung Grassroots. Um, I've certainly enjoyed making it, and as the season goes along, expect some more games of a similar ilk. Until then, dear listeners, my name has been Nick Hart, and it's we're signing out for the afternoon. Until the next edition, bye for now. You're listening to After Normal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.